Good evening, everybody. My name is Jordan, and this is episode 30. Yay! Episode 30 of Sodom and I. Woohoo! Confetti, confetti, confetti. It's episode 30. We've been doing this drive for a month, guys. That's so cute. <laughs> Talk about Jesus almost every night straight for a month, but I, I still read my Bible every night, aside from doing the podcast. But, you know, yay, episode 30, woohoo! So today, we are almost done with our with our series from Revelation, the, the lessons, the letters to the seven churches. We are on part six today. So, let me just turn my Bible to Revelation chapter three beforehand, prior to... Mm-hmm. I hope you all had a good day today. Can you guys believe that January is like basically finished? It is the 20th. It is January 20th. I feel like New Year's was just yesterday. <laughs> That's crazy. But we're in Philadelphia, right? Boom. Philadelphia is the sixth uh, church that Christ was writing the letters to. Right, so Philadelphia, a faithful church, a call to persevere and know you're loved. Boom. Remain faithful even when facing opposition. So as we almost, as we lean close to closing up uh, this this little series, let's go back over all the churches that we've talked about and their, uh, I guess subjects, the subject of writing that Christ wanted to give to them. <clears throat> Number one, the first church was Ephesus, who had forsaken their first love. The second was Smyrna, who experienced persecution and were encouraged not to fear, um, not to fear the second death. Number three, the church at Pergamum, they were engaged in a morally compromised lifestyle Fourth is Thyatira, where some believers chose to be tolerant regarding sin and teaching that was misleading others. And then number five was Sardis, a church that looked alive outwardly, but inwardly was spiritually dying. Each church, each believer is encouraged to have an ear to hear what the Spirit says. Now, I meant to highlight this in my Bible, but... And each, every time Jesus ends a, a, a letter, he says, he, he, he says, LOL, I'm starting to talk in King James. <laughs> I said thy earlier <laughs> and I was dying. I was like, did I just say thy? Oh Lord, you're changing me, Jesus. You're changing me. <laughs> But the first one in chapter two, at the end of the first letter to uh, Ephesus, verse seven, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And then uh, verse 11, at the end of the letter to Smyrna, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. And then to Pergamus, or to Pergamum, verse 17 in chapter 2, He that hath an ear, 
Let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving that he that receiveth. Right? And then to the after the church to Thyatira, where is it? Verse 29, the very last verse in chapter 2. He that hath an ear, let them hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And to Sardis, chapter 3, verse 6. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And now we have it gotten. Or, well, verse 7 is Philadelphia. And we'll read that in a second. But yeah, they all say, if you have an ear... Listen to what the Spirit says. Hear what the Spirit says, but don't just hear a ply, because it doesn't make sense to hear what you to hear what it says if you don't apply it to your life. It's not going to help you in any way, shape, or form. I mean, other than giving you more knowledge, but if you don't apply the knowledge, then it's it's pretty useless. Faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. Each letter to the churches has has given a ray of hope to the believer a way to live you know each person is encouraged to respond to what the spirit of god says those who overcome will be blessed and they will receive and enjoy all the promises of god and today we're looking at number six the church of philadelphia so you know what this is we're about to read in NIV Revelation chapter 3 verses 7 through 13. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews, though they are not, but are liars. I will make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep from you the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. I am coming soon. <laughs> if you if you guys watch The Chosen, you know that when Jesus says soon, you'll never know when soon really means. <laughs> I laugh every time I see soon now. <laughs> but most of us do that sometimes too. When are we going to do this soon, soon? Tell your brother or sister soon, soon, in which... To us, sometimes soon might mean never, which is, uh, <laughs> we hope that's not what Jesus means, right? <laughs> but continuing, verse 11, I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. The one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Mm -hmm. Amen.
The believer seemed prepared to resist any temptation to compromise spiritually, unlike some of the other churches we've studied, right? The believers in Philadelphia chose to remain faithful to the message of Christ. Both believers of Smyrna and the believers of Philadelphia seemed to contend with the sector of Jews who refused to believe the messel, the, the messel, good job, the, the, the gospel message. Wanted to combine those two words. <laughs> those Jews refused to believe but considered themselves children of God. And yet Jesus refers to them not as being children of God, but rather being a part of the synagogue of Satan. Like the believers of Smyrna, the believers in Philadelphia had no warning to remain faithful to keep from falling away. There was no reason to. The believers were uh, remaining faithful even in the face of opposition. The believers had no reason to fear or worry at all because they kept the command of God and were patiently enduring whatever suffering or attack came their way. And now I did notice that in the in the five uh, letters before this one, Jesus was always like, but I have this, uh, but I hold this against you, you know, but I, but I have this against you. And, you know, telling them, hey, I see this going on and I want you to repent and fix it. To this one, he's just like, keep doing what you're doing. He didn't say he had anything against them. They, he had no reason to tell them. They had no reason to fear or worry because they kept the command of God and were patiently enduring whatever suffering or attack came their way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good way to live life, man. Well, pastor say stress-free. He says he's the most stress-free pastor he knows, and I believe him. I believe him. I straight, I surely do believe him. Patiently enduring whatever suffering or attack may come their way. Mm -hmm. Apply the promises of God to your life. And there goes that word again, apply. Jesus is recognized as the one who is addressing the angel of the church of Philadelphia. Jesus is referred to as being holy and true. He is the one who has the key of David, and Jesus is the one who opens and shuts doors that no one else can open or shut. These pictures of Jesus indicate Jesus' deity, his authority, and power. They tell us that Jesus is holy and set apart from all other so-called gods. They speak of Jesus as being the true and the only way into the kingdom of God and heaven. It is Jesus who opens the doors of salvation that no one else can open. It is also Jesus who can shut the door and not allow anyone who does not belong in. He has the authority and power to do all he says he will do. I want you to remember this because the reminder, the remainder of the letter to Philadelphia is about what Jesus has in store for the believers not just the believers in Philadelphia, but all believers who remain faithful, right? So even though in the past five letters, he was like, I, you know, even still, you know, I hold this against you. He gives them the opportunity to repent, you know? And he's still like, you can still get this stuff. It's all still a part of the plan, you know? Jesus says, I know your deeds. 
and I, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. He that he knows that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and not denied my name. I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan, who are liars, fall down to your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. I will keep you from the hour of trial. I am coming soon. I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God. I will also write on them my new name. I want you to consider these promises of God and apply them personally. I don't know if you've realized this just yet, but I know these letters are for churches. They were, they were written to churches thousands of years ago. But it seems as if people still act the same. <laughs> the same problems they had then are the same problems we have now. And guess who is the problem solver? Mm -hmm. Yes, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Always believe and keep his word hidden in your heart. Jesus knows the ones who profess to be children of God, but are not. There may be some who cause you to havoc. They may attempt to lead you astray at times when you least expect it. But know this, one day they will have to acknowledge the truth that Jesus loves you with an everlasting love. One day, all who deny Jesus as Lord will bow down before the throne of God. Jesus knows you have not denied his name. He will keep you safe. And remember that Jesus is returning soon. <laughs> I, I want to say quotation, quotation, soon. You will be given a new name. You will be secure in the presence of God. And like a pillar, you will stand firm for all to see. Friends, the rewards for following Jesus are great and secure. They are everlasting. And you can be sure that what Jesus uh, in scripture proclaims will happen. Strength through faith. Mm -hmm. I would like for you to focus on the second part of Revelation chapter 3, verse 8. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. The term little strength may indicate that the church was small in number. Uh, but what was important was not their appearance of strength, but rather their faithfulness and refusal to deny Jesus. It may infer that the church was made up of believers who were not powerful or important, but none of that mattered. The size or strength of a church or believer does not matter. It is your witness, it is your faithfulness, and it is your heart for gospel, for the gospel, and your love for Jesus that truly matters. Such a heart and lifestyle will keep you from spiritual compromise and from following lies of the enemy. I am reminded of Paul, a man of great faith who realized that in his weakness, the power of God was witnessed and God was glorified. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. In order to keep me from being conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. 
Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm-hmm. Put that on a shirt. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm. It is God, by his Holy Spirit, who strengthens me as I depend on Christ for all I need. I am also reminded of the poor widow who took out of her poverty, who out of her poverty gave more than all the others, which is Luke chapter 21, verses 2 through 4. Jesus did not look at the amount of the gift she gave. Jesus looks to her heart. Whatever you may be experiencing, Jesus knows and he is able to deliver you. He loves you and is returning to take you home to be with him. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. The believers in Philadelphia are an example for us today. They knew Jesus' words were true. Know in your heart whom you believe. Remain faithful and watch for Jesus' return. You will never be disappointed. His promises are yes and amen. Mm-hmm. I like that one. But the past the past couple days has been on a more serious note, but I got to laugh today. <laughs> I got to laugh for real today. It's more lighthearted, you know? Oh, and now, day 20 in our Whispers of Wisdom. Daddy's girl, how beautiful you are. You look just like your father. <laughs> how beautiful you are. You look just like your father. Even though I, you know, I know what father you're talking about. <laughs> Have you ever compared your parents' baby pictures with yours? If so, you've probably been surprised at just how much you resemble one or both of them. Maybe you have your mom's eyes and your dad's hair color. Or, well, maybe you have your mom's eyes and hair color. Or maybe you got your big ears and goofy grin from dad. <laughs> Children naturally look like their parents. And the same is true spiritually. You resemble your heavenly father. You didn't get your freckles from God, but you did get his heart. And that means that your actions should be like his. Capital H. God is patient and kind, loving, and merciful. He doesn't make fun of people or try to hurt them. He's helpful, honest, and generous. God is full of wonderful qualities. And as his royal child, you are too. You don't have to tell others who your spiritual father is. Your actions speak for you. The next time someone compliments you on what a sweet young uh, person you are, <laughs> smile and thank them. And then thank God for making you look just like him. Amen. 
put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn your new or as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Colossians chapter 3 verse 10. Mhm. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Be renewed. Mhm. Renew your mind, refresh your mind, read your Bible. But today was short and sweet. And I appreciate you guys for listening.